Welcome to the Lewis and Sluggers podcast with your host, Zach Wood. We cover everything about MLB. From the regular season to the postseason and even the offseason, we got you covered. Welcome to episode 28 of the Lewis to Sluggers podcast. We have my co-hosts on tonight's episode, Marty Castro and David Hummel. We will be discussing various free agent signings and rumors. The big Wander Franco, Tampa Bay Rays deal, Oakland potentially moving to Las Vegas, and Hall of Fame ballots. We hope you enjoy the episode. Don't forget to shop our merch at lewistosluggers.com. Thanks for tuning in. Apologies in advance. The audio is a little rough. Thank you again. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Lewis to Sluggers podcast been a while yet again life always finds a way to uh, interfere just like Jurassic Park uh, <laughs> um, all right so what we're going to do is talk about kind of what's baseball like right now in the offseason you know we're going to go through three topics uh, various signings and contracts and a little bit of rumors uh, Oakland um, putting I believe a bid in Vegas to relocate and then uh, Hall of Fame so let's start it off with the biggest uh, news of the day. Uh, Wander Franco, 12-year deal. He's 20 years old, $185 million guaranteed. Uh, maximum he can make is $233, I believe. Um, now, I'm looking at this, and I, I have a lot to say, and then I think about it, and I don't have anything to say. But then let, let's just look at this is what Ken Rosenthal uh, said. He said, uh, it's 11 years. So I think the club option was uh, for the 12th year, but it's, um, it would cover three pre-arbitration years, three, all three arbitration years, and then five free agent years. And then the club option at the very end. So what do you two think about this? What in the world did you just say? Because that makes absolutely zero sense. <laughs> I mean, I understand that the contract, it, it, like, I would have to read it to understand it more. But at the same time, what you just said, it sounded like garbled nonsense because it honestly sounds like it's garbled nonsense. We understand that he signed for 12 years. It's pretty much now the era of everyone gets paid for having three good years. And you get big money while doing it. I mean, if you get this contract signed, all right, congratulations. Here's the bigger question. Will we be playing baseball in the spring? Mm-hmm. Will we get in the unit with the Players Association? That I don't know the answer to. So for right now, it's all a big what if. Yeah, no, I mean, I think everything right now is a big what if. Because I, I just read, too, that they, uh, I think on Ken Rosenthal's Twitter, they talked about they, they moved the deadline to November 30th to allow for, uh, I think, some free agent signings as well before the potential lockout. Uh, oh, lovely. So. You know what this contract reminds me of? This is kind of like what they did with Acuna. Like what happened with Acuna. Right. Acuna. Oh, I'm just afraid to God that, that Wanda doesn't get seriously hurt. I, right? See, that's what I was trying to say today online was that it's like, okay, Let's say he stays healthy for 12 years, which is asking a lot. Um, you know, great deal for the Rays. You know what I mean? Um, and they may not even exercise that club option, let's be real. Um, so great deal for the Rays. They, you know, probably save themselves a lot of money if he becomes this elite player and he stays healthy. 
On the opposite side of that, well, good for Wander Franco if he just ends up being average, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if he gets hurt, you know, also good for him. He's securing that that bag, as they say. But, you know, he's 20, and he wouldn't become a free agent, you know, for a long time. And that's based on the arbitration rules and the pre-arbitration um, and then, you know, it, the, it, it, I just find it to be a little bonkers. I, I don't know. I, that whole system needs to be replaced. And I think that's what, mm-hmm. probably what they're going to fight about in the CBA. Well, I know I was just reading about the CBA and about like what the players want. And they said arbitration, they want to make it where you could be at least like 25. But then there was 29, 29 or 25. But the players want 25. But the Owners and owners want it to be 29, but I think we kind of like a death sentence for a couple of guys. Cause what if you're 29? What if you're like out of your prime, but at least by you're like, you're going to be in your thirties by then, you're not only going to have at least a good. Maybe, you got what, five three? years left, maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe not. I mean, some players going to are close to 40. What, uh, speaking of Verlander who, <laughs> uh, decided to go back with the Astros after all the Yankee rumors, you know, 25 million for one year with a player option for a second year for 50 mil, which you know, he's going to take, um, you know, he's, he wants to pitch till he's 45. He's going to be 40 eventually. I mean, he's one of the the very rare few, you know, that truly can pitch. I, I, I he's like a, uh, I, I look at him in Scherzer as like very similar in terms of talent um, and just overall, you know, competitive nature and, and they can, they can survive this, but, that's two pitchers I, I truly believe could. So I, also, what do you guys think of that? $50 million for a pitcher who hasn't pitched in a couple years? Why do I feel like Justin Verlander is like Tom Brady? I'm, <laughs> yeah, getting, that's okay. <laughs> I'm getting weird vibes here, and I kind of don't like it. I think Verlander should retire. I thought he was going to retire after getting hurt. Yeah, but nope. No, I mean, hey. I, I love to be proven wrong in life, and if he comes out and he pitches just crazy good, you know, are we going to question whether it's the Astros pitching coaches and their techniques, or is it just just him? So, yeah, I would love to see him have a great comeback year, just like Trey Mancini had this year. Agreed. Well, there's a lot uh, of players that have played. Um, at least look at like guys like Phil Negro, um, guys like Jamie Moyer. But they are more of control pitchers. They weren't like the strikeout pitchers that Scherzer and Verlander are. So they have to be kind of like a Nolan Ryan who played until like he was 46 and Clemens was 44. Do yeah. not slander, do not slander the Phillies legend that is Jamie Moyer. I will hunt you down. <laughs> I love that man so much. That's so funny. Um Cindergard, Angels, one year, $21 million, also like Verlander. He hasn't pitched since, what, 2019? Is that right, Marty? Yep. They should not have done that. Angels are wasting money again. Yeah, I agree. They should have hired someone with more experience. But no, let's just do one-year contracts for everyone. Yeah, that makes sense. Sure. Was it the Heaney uh, signing, Dodgers signing Heaney for one year, $8 million? Did he inflate the market right from the start? I think so. I don't think so. No, Cindergard no. is 
a better pitcher than Heaney, right? Yeah. Heaney has a career four year. Syndergaard has a career like borderline low twos, high uh, high twos, low three ERA. My friend actually went to high school with Syndergaard. He 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 talked to him quite a bit. He's a good dude. Um, do we feel like right now it's a pitcher relief reliever market? Because I haven't seen a ton of position players sign yet. Right now, yes, it's a pitcher heavy market. Um, besides the Wander Franco deal, but you know yeah, that's, that's totally different. Yeah, it's very much a pitcher's market right now. The well, Angels like signed it's... Aaron Loop to a two-year, a seventeen million dollar guarantee as well. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, Cindergard, uh ERA, career. Yeah, three point three two, six years. But the downside is, I know also too. I think wasn't it? Uh, Billy Epler is now the Mets GM, and he was the right. Angels GM, and he was fired because he couldn't get pitching. And in the draft, he drafted basically everything pitching. <laughs> That's true. Like all twenty oh, rounds were nothing but pitchers. I mean, Artie Moreno. Like I think the video with Dave said, Artie Moreno's the dark angel. I mean, all the contracts he signed have just been nothing. <laughs> Post two thousand two have just gone down. Maybe no, Vlad that's funny. Said, I do remember them signing only pitchers. That maybe I forgot about it until just now, but that's totally true. Uh, so, I have uh, a friend so, who I went to college with is actually he got drafted by them. Nice. Huh. So, so wait, Zach, please explain yeah. to me what in the what in the world is going on with Oakland because I have no idea what's going on with Oakland. I believe what happened is that they placed a bid for land, right? Yes, they uh, found land in Vegas, and they, I guess, are in the process of buying it. But I know the city is very, what do you call it, intrigued by the the city, city council. Uh, the city of Las Vegas is very intrigued because they really want to have a major league team because the A's, their farm yeah. league is over there, the Aviators. Oh, right, right. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but, and then plus you just had that new expansion part. team in the NHL, the Las Vegas, or the the, La, the Vegas Knights. Yep. Yeah. That was crazy. They made the 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 Stanley Cup like in their first year, didn't they? Yep. They made the they made the Cup final in the first year, which is the fastest for any expansion yeah. team to have made. That's it crazy. I really wanted them to win it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm reading here. It says the Oakland Athletics have put in an offer on a plot of land in the Las Vegas Valley where they could potentially build a one billion dollar ballpark. Uh, team president Dave Caval said Friday. So, um, you know, it's interesting. I, it's a shame, but to be honest, yeah. they need a new stadium. Um, I'm going to guess they're still going to be called the A's. So the Las Vegas yeah. A's or the yeah. Southern Valley A's or Valley A's. I don't know. It could be interesting. I, I'm, yeah. I, it just reminds me of the whole Tampa Bay Rays wanting to split their games between uh, Florida and Canada, but I think with I don't mean to talk about it because I know people are tired of talking about it. But vaccination status is a little different um, when it comes to Canada, Canada's laws and things like that. And um, I, I don't know, they might end up not having to do that plan right away. But what do you guys think? You think it's good for baseball or bad? Both. It's good because it's open, it's opening up baseball to a new market in yeah. Vegas. It's also very accessible for 
bookies and gambling and whatnot. Um, but oh, I think it's also oh bad. my god, I didn't even think of that. I also think it's bad for pretty much those exact same reasons, and also this will be baseball's first major relocation since I think Probably Montreal, right? Yeah, since Montreal moved from yeah. Montreal to Washington. So right. hmm. if I don't I don't want to say that this could be a trend, but it feels like every 15 to 20 years you see you see or even 30 years you see teams get relocated. Um yeah, it's, first... it's not uncommon. You know, it's it happened a lot in the past before yeah. the markets were ever as big as they were. And if it is yeah. what it is, then it's fine. I think Tampa Bay Rays of all teams need to be moved uh, number one before the A's. But you know what? They're trying to get ahead of it. I can respect it. Yeah. Well, I, I know. Think I was... Go ahead. Okay. I was reading an article just like a couple about this whole race thing. The reason why they're playing and want to do games in Montreal is because apparently MLB was talking about possible expansion cities. So they listed uh, Las Vegas, Oregon. Right. Montreal, they they are apparently trying to bring back the Expos. They really are desperately wanting the Expos to come back. And then another thing they were talking about was because they think there's going to be a chance that we're going to see what happened in the 50s and 60s when, like, the Giants and Dodgers went to out west, and then right. the twin Senators became the Twins, and then the new Senators became the Rangers. So, like, all these different, like, relocations that happened between the 50s and 60s which they think could possibly happen with like Tampa Bay, Oakland. I know there was, they were saying there was another team that there was a pop. Oh, they might, they said something with the Rockies that there might be something with them. Don't move the, don't move the Rockies. The people of Colorado already have enough stuff going on. <laughs> nah, they're all right. Uh, no, but I was just going to say, actually bringing up the expansion teams is, by moving your current existing teams to these locations, these are not expansion teams. So you're kind of eliminating, you know, uh, having that. You could certainly have two teams in a state, obviously. But, you know, I, I find that a little bit interesting. I don't know. Let's let's move on. Um, to the, thanks for all the input there, guys. Uh, let's move on to the Baseball Hall of Fame ballot. Got to hey, get it out of the way. Got to get it this out is, of the way. This is my field. I know everything. <laughs> You, you do. You, you guys are way better when it comes to like history and stats. I, I just I like the modern game. I see certain things I like. And no, so I, I feel like I feel like in the way that this is run up, Zach is the person that cares about the modern day stuff. Marty cares about the stats. <laughs> I just care about the history. I it's love perfect. it. It's a perfect combo. It, it really is. No, you guys are great. I'm glad we all yeah. talk and, and like baseball so much to, to just share our info with each other. Yeah. So, got to get these guys out first. Final year candidates. Barry Barnes, Roger Clemens, no. Kurt Schilling, Sammy Sosa. Any cases for those guys? This is the last year to have eligibility. Kurt, I think, gets in, but I think given what recently has happened with him politically and whatnot, it, if he does get in, I hope and pray to Jesus that he doesn't give a Hall of Fame speech because if he does, <laughs> and everything's going to go to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, certainly your words can get you in trouble over time just as much as your actions. Yeah. I, I, I can only see Kurt getting in. Barry and Roger and Sammy, they're not going to get in. They're going to have to get in, through, get in through veterans. Yeah. Marty, what are your thoughts on those four? Honestly, so somebody brought this up, and I think uh, this was kind of true. So I was looking at this up. Clemens and Bonds 
I don't know much about Sosa, but I know Clemens and Bonds, they did have accolades to, to them before the steroid era, before they were accused of, of steroids because Bonds won, I think, a couple of VPs with the Pirates and then early Giants years. And then Clemens won three Cy Youngs with the Red Sox. I know Bonds was accused around when he won his, I think, three straight. Was it three or four straight MVPs in the early 2000s? And then yeah. Clemens was when he was one back-to-back Cy Young and Triple Crowns in Toronto. So you could kind of make a case for that. Sosa, I think Sosa Maguire, obviously, because look what happened in 98, the great home run race. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Maguire's not on here, but I know exactly what you're saying. The point still stands. Um, mm-hmm. Geez, he really did have four straight MVPs. Wow. And he, he had seven MVPs? Yeah, he had seven MVPs. He was a beast. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's the most MVPs I ever. Know he, okay, look, man, there's a lot of people on this list that have done steroids. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, David Ortiz, have to say it. Sammy Sosa, Alex yeah. Rodriguez. Yeah, Ortiz you know, and Avon are both making their debuts on the ballot this year. They are. They are. And... Uh, Okay, okay. Here's who here's who I think goes in first year. I'm looking at the list. I can already tell you Mark Teixeira is not a Hall of Fame player. I hate to say it, love them, but he's not. Um oh Jimmy Rollins. Um, yeah, hey. oh, and Ryan Jimmy. Howard. Oh, is he is Ryan Howard on here now finally? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you have you to give it to Ryan Howard. 2008 East, right? Uh, 2000, 2005 Rookie of the Year, 2006 MVP. Ah, oh, dang! I, I, I thought, but he, he played in 08, though. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he was with us in 08. I know this. Yeah, so he's a World Series winner. That's what, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so is Jimmy Valens. Yeah. And so, yeah, and, I gotta go, Jimmy here and Ryan. Um, what Prince about Pablo? Actually, I think he deserves Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, will he get it first year? I don't think so. No, it'll um, take a couple of years. Tim Lincecum is close, but not a first year. Oh, God. We just said that to Marty. <laughs> no, Danny Ramirez, there's... I don't think, is a first-year candidate. <clears throat> Sorry. I had to see that out. Thanks. Um, Gary Sheffield, I want him to go, but it's not his first year. But I I feel like he, he should be Hall of Fame, but he has a couple more years left. So should, I think. So should, so should Billy. Oh yeah, so does Billy, Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner, yeah, bring the hammer down. He he needs to get in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll I'll do an official. I, I think all three of us should do an official ballot and I'll post it on our uh on Wilson Sluggers on Instagram and we can all share it. But um, any other people I'm I'm forgetting here, Marty? Or, or Oh or Je- Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent. Oh, you forgot Jeff Kent. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta bring up Giants. Jeff Kent! <laughs> So we, he played what sixteen years? Yeah, with seventeen years. Yeah, mostly with the Giants. He also played with the Mets, the Dodgers. I, well, he started up with Cleveland, then I think a little bit with the Expos, and then he was traded to San Francisco. He actually won MVP between Bonds's, I think MVPs because Bonds I think won four and five. So it yeah, was yeah. Bonds ninety nine, Kent two thousand, and two thousand one to two thousand four was Bonds. You know, I'll say this, man. 
you make a really good case for yourself anytime you play over 140 game plus, especially 150 game plus every year. He played 159 games the year he won MVP. Yep. And we also do have to take into consideration that two committees will be meeting to determine who gets into the Hall of Fame. I will post the finalists for those two committees through the Instagram. Um, it'll be the early baseball era ballot, which meets once every 10 years. And then it will be the golden days era ballot, which will meet twice every five years. Huh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah. So in the, in the early baseball era candidates, it's primarily a lot of Negro league players, which I'm like, yes. Um, hmm. And then for the golden days era, um, only three players are still living from that ballot. Um, Jim Cat, Tony Oliva, and Mari Willis. Um, everyone else is dead. So mm. it'll be interesting come December 5 when they release the finalists. If you get 12 votes, you will be inducted with the best of the class of 2022, if there are any members of the class of 2022. Now you need a 70, is it 75% threshold? Yes, 75, 75 for the regular ballot. Right, right. And that can happen in one year. It can happen over 10 years, as you've seen with Larry Walker and Edgar Martinez. Right. Um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Zach, we forgot yeah. uh, Andy Pettit. Uh, you know, man, over the years, I've talked to Jake about Andy Pettit, and uh, I've got to look at his stats again to see if he really is. Love Pettit, though. I truly love yeah. Andy Pettit. Pettit was just, one of that. He was part of that just, core four. Yeah, I know. I just, okay, 18 years, truly respectable, 3.85 ERA. Six, see, the best thing about him, you know, or six uh, to six win percentage. It's pretty good. Over 3,000 innings, thir over 3,300 innings pitched. Um where are strikeouts? Uh, there we go. Oh, about 2,400 strikeouts, give or take more. Uh, career war, 60.7. I mean, that's respectable. Yeah. Uh, you know, so war explained that player value on the pitching on baseball reference says anything eight and above is MVP level. Anything five plus or more, I think they mean is like all-star. Um, or A through S. I'm not quite sure what A through S means. I guess that means all-star. I'm not sure. It's my guess. Um, I could be totally wrong. And, and, you know, when I'm looking through, he had one year that was like 6.8 when he was with Houston, which is incredible. 8.4 early on in his career for the Yanks. You know, but then there was a whole bunch of like middle threes or lower than that. So I'm not sure if he's a Hall of Fame guy. I, I don't know. Jake, Jake's kind of made that point to me over the years, and I have to admit it, but Team of very good. Hall of very good, as Jake would say. I know me and Jake had to talk about uh, Mike Messina for a bit because we had to talk about was Messina uh, worthy of the Hall of Fame. But I think we came to a conclusion. I think, yes, to an extent, because Messina was consistent. Like, he, I mean, even though he didn't win a Cy Young, he was kind of – he was just like a very consistent guy. But, I mean, consistency is kind of key. I mean, it seems like the Hall of Fame cares more about consistency. Yeah, and, and let's look at Messina, right? He pitched 18 years as well, Baltimore and Yankees, uh, 10 with Baltimore, 8 with the Yanks. I mean, I, they're 
to me, they're both similar um, in a way, you know? Uh, so I, I don't know. I feel like maybe if Messina gets it, he got in and maybe, uh, but I don't know, career war way better uh, than, than Pettit. So about 22 points better. And the win and loss ratios are about actually, they both, they both actually had the same number of losses, 153. Um, Pettit or Messina had just a smaller ERA. So I, I'm not sure. I mean, wins, Messina, 270, Pettit, 256. So very close. Um, Pettit, like I said, pitched 3,300 innings. Messina pitched about 3,500. So strikeouts, you know, he had a few more. So I, I'm not sure. I, like I said, all very good. It's, I feel like he'll get voted in anyway, sixth, seventh year, uh, because the story, right, being part of that core four. MLB loves the story. They love the, they love the spin stuff. So I, I'm sure he'll get in eventually. But I don't think he I – don't, I don't know how many years he has left anyway. I don't know. Any more thoughts? Mm. Mm. I just wish that baseball – would have more time for the, the um, like Negro Leagues and everything. I understand now that there's that they've had the Negro Leagues become official records in Major League Baseball, but I feel like the way that the committees are set up, when you meet once every 10 years to decide if Negro League players get inducted into the hall, you need to do something, you need to fix something about that. Um, I do also think if we are truly wanting to encapsulate baseball as a whole, we need to start thinking about adding Japanese players into that list. And yes, we do know that Ichiro is probably going to be up in what three or four years. Yeah. So I mm -hmm. think that with Ichiro getting most likely, he's going to get unanimously inducted. Um, there should be more Japanese players that are given the line, given the same level of respect and treatment that they're given in their home country. I know they said next, the next committees that are going to be up is the, is to the day's games committee. And then the modern baseball committees that's for 2022, December, oh, 2022. That'll be interesting to see um, what the ballots are like then. Cause I know they said that they've revealed like a couple list of players from like yeah. the different eras. Yeah. And, and one player for sure. Me and Dave, we talked, me and Dave, we talked about this Dale Murphy needs to be in. Yo, Dale Murphy needs to get into the Hall of Fame. Like, yes. No, no, no cap, no filter. He needs to get in. Also, I need to state this. Maybe this is the teetering line for Pettit to make his case. Five-time World Series winner. Okay, Messina didn't win once. Oh yeah. Oh, you're right. So, oh yeah. True. Because Messina came after perform, 2000, dude. right? Perform, dude. Max Reed cemented to me like my overall opinion of him right now, right? Because he just shut the Astros down in a big game. And that I will always remember that. You got to perform on the big stage. That's the biggest stage there is, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. maybe that's what maybe that's what gets him over the edge. That's just my thoughts. We'll still see. We'll see. He'll get in uh, but way later. If not, I can't remember. I don't know what year he's on anyway. So, But guys, it's been a pleasure. Maybe Likewise. we can do this again in a couple of days. Hope you yep. guys all have a great Thanksgiving holidays. Thank you. Yeah. You know, you spend time with your family. Yeah. Stay safe. Um, but yeah, guys, it's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care, guys. Take care.
Thanks for tuning in to the Louisville Sluggers podcast. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Louisville Sluggers and on Twitter at L-Town Sluggers. Thanks again.